Okay, now we're recording. Now we're good. Alright, hi. Um, it is currently thundering. We're also liars. Uh, we, <laughs> we said that we'd be back on Saturday. We were not. No. Um, so I guess Sunday's our new. Sometimes on the weekend. We'll Saturday or see. Sunday. Something. We'll try. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try to do two at a time. Yeah, we're going to so try. So we can at least have a week to figure it out. Mm-hmm. When to record. So we don't do this again to you guys. Yes. Specifically to you, Andrew. Yes, Andrew. (laughs) Our only listener. And Timothy sometimes. Yes. Andrew, I hope you had a good vacation. I saw you posted that today was your last day of vacation. Mm. So I hope you enjoyed your vacation. No, everyone's good. And I need a rain check on you. Because he asked Deanna and I for dinner. We were busy. Okay. So we still need to have dinner, Andrew. Mm. It'd be nice to catch up. Anyway. Also, do you see that everyone's, like, leaving the museum? No. Like, um, Vern is leaving Oh, too. yes, I saw Vern. Good. I know, he I, deserves He deserves it. But then also, who's going to be doing control room if they want, they have like two people now? Yeah, I don't know. That'll be fun. Have fun, Andrew. <laughs> have fun, Andrew. You'll be getting a lot of shifts, so you could probably cover Samantha's dinner. Um. Uh, <laughs> you can, but I also got a job now, so I can cover my own now. For now. For now, for now. Oh my god, mm. I don't know what oh, happened. There's a car. There is a car. I hate Loud people. Car. Like shut up. Yeah. Like yesterday, so yesterday I had to put my cat down, and there's this fucking dog in the lobby. And meanwhile, our cat is like dying, like mm. literally dying. And this dog is like being a little bitch because he doesn't want to be there. Oh. He didn't. Nothing happened to him. He's mm. just being. He's a like a hound. Oh. So he's doing that annoying hound screech. Yes. And I'm just sitting there like, be fucking respectful, <laughs> Jesus. He doesn't know what's he going on. He doesn't. But I was so annoyed. I was like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. We went and looked at adoption events yesterday mm. because we like looking at those and looking at puppies. And there was this little. It was a pit bull. And Shepherd Mix, I think it was, mm. that was named Charlie, and he was so sweet and loving, and I was like, can we, <laughs> please? And then we went by and saw mine. Also, Deanna made a banana bread mm-hmm. with cheesecake in it, and oh. it was so good. Oh, cheesecake. Yesterday I went and got um, a cheesecake concrete, and I drove Ooh. home. Mm-hmm. It, I love it. I haven't been going to Andy's enough, but I still love it. I and they agree. gave me a lot of cheesecake. And I, I like, sat in my car crying mm-hmm. into it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, she I, made I, it I, yesterday. Um, we brought it to her mom. Her mm-hmm. mom ate some of it, and then we brought it to my mom, and my mom took the rest of it. Of course. And we were going to get more bananas, mm-hmm. um, but no brown bananas. So we couldn't make good food today. There were no brown bananas. Yeah. You can't use, like... No, you can't use, like, nice... Nice bananas. Yeah, you have to use bad bananas. Uh Uh-huh. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, there's been no asparagus at Walmart. Like, we went to two different Walmarts, two different days, no asparagus. That's... And we were like, is it recalled or something? No, we didn't find anything. And I was like, I just want some asparagus. That's the only vegetable that I like. My sister had some, um, I think it was spinach or something. And um, before she went on her honeymoon. And then Mm -hmm. she got a call after she came back earlier this summer. And her friend was like, hey, remember that salad you really liked and had multiple servings of? The spinach I used, the exact spinach and barcode and everything, has been recalled (laughs) for listeria. Oh. Uh-huh. 
And my sister was like, what's that? And I, like, sat her down and I was like, listen, you have about three more weeks until you're clear. <laughs> <laughs> but it usually hits six weeks after first contact and mm. you will be puking and shitting your brains out. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. Shall we begin? We sh- Yeah. Okay. All right, so today's episode is brought to you by oh. um, the pizza we're currently eating, but also... Uh, if you know anyone that wants to do uh, ads with us, yeah, let them let them know. We like money, and we would love to sponsor mm. some people that we enjoy. Anyway, now that we're done selling our soul, uh, welcome to Haunting uh, Crimes. Haunting Crimes. Uh, this is Samantha Sexton. It's Alden Cruz. And today we're going to be talking about the Enfield Poltergeist and Dean Coral. Mm-hmm. Candyman. The Candyman. The I think. There are a lot of people who go by, like, Candyman or, like, a lot of urban legend about Candyman, mm-hmm. but I'm he's, pretty sure he's, he's, the original he's the original Candyman, yeah. He's the original Candyman Cam. Yeah. What a creep. He was. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. For now, we're going to talk about um, Poltergeist, and again, we're going to talk about Ed and Lorraine Warren. They're always involved. They're always involved. Yes. If, it, if it happened in the 70s and 80s, they did something about it. That's true. Or tried to. Or they tried to. Um, as you know, they're full of shit, so uh, the fact that they're associated with this is not a good thing. Very true. So the Anfield Poltergeist took place between 77 and 79 in Enfield, England. England. Specifically, <laughs> if you're wondering, oh. 284 Green Street, Brimsdorn, no, Brimsdown. Can you read your no, I wrote this like two weeks ago when we originally planned on doing yes. this. Yes, so, we originally planned and then I canceled. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did so, cancel. <clears throat> so, brims down. Brims down. Okay. Um, so if you're in the area and you want to pass by. Do it. Do it, because I don't think anyone's going to sue me because it's like in a poor neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Sorry about that. Excuse me. Uh, you should be. So it, it's surrounded <laughs> two sisters, aged 11 and 13, from this, like, poor family. So it was the mom, Peggy Hodgson, Hodgson um, and then her daughters, Margaret and Janet. Margaret was 13, Janet was 11, and she had four kids in total. So two out of her four kids were like, there's a ghost. You know? mm, so only two of them did. Yeah, I mean, everyone sort of saw stuff, but it focused on the two girls. Mm. So. Okay. Were they the youngest ones, or? I don't think so. I think they had two younger brothers. Oh, okay. Um, so. It's usually with the younger. I know. But. Very interesting. Peggy. She witnessed furniture moving and immediately called the police. She was like, Good. oh, fuck no. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if fur- furniture is moving, that's a, no. Yeah. If cabinet doors are closing or something like that. Eh. No furniture full furniture, on moving. Yeah, like uh, yeah. Call according police. according to her, I think the first thing she witnessed was a chair moving, and she was like, "This has never happened before." And they're like renting this house, so they don't own it, but they there was a big lightning, so I'm waiting for the thunder. <laughs> so they can wait. Like they, you hear it? There it is. There it is. <laughs> okay, um, it was a big buildup. I don't know if you could. <laughs> it's one of those. I like the ones where it's like. Sudden and one big oh. sound, not the ones that are like 
slowly building up like a crescendo. Yes, like, this oh, one is building up and mm-hmm. not really getting yeah. anywhere. It's disappointing is what it is. It is. So, back to the end field. So, August <laughs> yes. 77, Peggy sees a chair moving. And she, they've been renting this place, no problem, and then chair fucking moves, and she's like, fuck this, and she calls the police. And the constable shows up, and the constable witnesses the chair wobble and slide. Oof. And they do tests to make sure that it isn't just, like, the floor is uneven or anything. And mm-hmm. it, nothing makes it move except... Like, some weird entity. Like, there's no reason it should be moving. Weird. Yeah. And so, the concept... Like, this is actually a movie. It's, it's in The Conjuring 2 or something. Mm. And they, they include that scene where it's, like, the police show up. And they witness it, too. And then they're like, well, you should call a priest. So, that actually <laughs> that actually pretty much happens. They're like, the police show up. They witness the same thing happen. And they're like... Um... We already searched the grounds. There's no one here. I see what you're talking about. Mm. Um, but I think you don't need help from us. I think you might need to talk to a priest. Yes. And they did. That's smart. Mm-hmm. So, over the course of 18 months, 30-plus people claim to have witnessed either a gruff voice or, like, chairs moving, furniture moving, children levitating. Um, what? Disembodied voices and loud noises and, like, toys being thrown. Mm. Over 30 people. Who are these people that are coming into the house? So, neighbors, like, come over. Like, the first night, like, they call a a neighbor. Mm. And he comes over. And he's like, this is some weird shit. You guys should stay the night with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, and so a lot of, like, it gets a lot of attention, including people, like, from Society of Psychical Research, and mm. then there's another one that's, like, magicians, like, straight-up magicians. Straight-up magicians? They're, like, Harry Houdini style. You know how uh, Harry Houdini was, like, I do magic, but yes. I don't believe in anything. Yes. I'm oh, so sorry. God. My sister. I can't um, believe you. Did you just silent your phone sounds your phone too? No, it's been on silent. I just double checked. Okay. Well, um <clears throat> wish you had a Steven to cut this out. Yeah. I mean, I could do it, but You don't want to. No, I don't. Uh-uh. Yeah. So anyway. Poltergeist. Yeah, the poltergeist. So like Harry Houdini and they're like, we can do magic, but everything like ghost related is fake. Uh, and stupid. And so, a lot of people come and visit. Among the believers are Maurice Gross, Guy Line Playfair. Mm. Non-believers are Anita Gregory and John Beloff. Beloff. That's mm-hmm. a weird name. I think he's one of the magicians. Oh. Mm-hmm. So the non-believers say that it's the girls playing a trick. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, they did say they were playing a trick. <laughs> um, but on certain things. Oh, okay. So they would... Um... Wait, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, so, okay. as far as the evidence goes, there are 30-plus witnesses. There are also recordings of this gruff voice emanating from Janet's general direction. Mm. So... There's also whistling and barking coming from Janet's general direction. Whistling and barking? Yes. That's weird. 
And the whole time Janet wasn't making moving her mouth. Yeah. And, and along with the voice. Um, so a gruff voice would be heard speaking. And it would be coming from Janet, but she wouldn't be moving her mouth at all. Mm. Um, Playfair said, this house is haunted. And he also wrote a book of, entitled, <laughs> This House is Haunted. So he believed. Um, yeah, he blamed the entity for the whistling and barking. Mm-hmm. And said he doubted the kids at, at times and knew some activity was faked. So, of course, like, I'm sure. Yeah. So let's get into the tricks. Okay. So Janet was caught bending spoons and attempting to bend a bar, sort of to be like, look what the ghost did. You can bend spoons easily. Mm-hmm. And she was also caught banging broom handles on the ceiling in hiding recorders. So mm. she would hide the recorders and pretend that, oh, it caught this noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was also said her Bill voice. So the entity that they heard speaking introduced himself as Bill. Oh. Um, her bell voice had the same speaking patterns that she did. So she would get off topic, and so would Bill. And Bill mm-hmm. had, like, the vocabulary and speaking mannerisms of an 11-year-old girl. Hmm. Very nice. And oh. Margaret and Janet admitted to pranking the journalists on, like, live television. Oh. They were like, Janet was like, oh, yeah, the, tr- the tricks. And then Margaret was like, shut up. <laughs> you know, as older sisters do. Yeah. And um, they blamed the bell voice on ventriloquism. And then, Very talented. Yeah. And Roy Allen, or Ray Allen or something, who was an actual ventriloquist, came mm-hmm. in, examined everything, was like, yeah, that's ventriloquism. So an expert confirmed that it was indeed fake. Wow. So that's the, skeptic, the skepticism. Yep. Melvin Harris also said... Um, her levitating was her bouncing. So they had pictures of her levitating, but it, uh-huh. but it was just her. It looks her like she's jumping. Um, and Janet was a school sports champion. So it like sort of their whole like, oh, she couldn't have jumped that high. It's like, mm. Mm. And then there's another guy named Nickel. Yeah. Who said, so one of Gross's, Maurice Gross's, like, whole thing was, like, the the entity made a tape recorder break and malfunction, mm-hmm. which is, like, how, why would it do that? Mm-hmm. And they defined it as defying the laws of mechanics. But <laughs> Nickel was, like, it happens with older recorders, you know, <laughs> as peculiar as it may be. Mm-hmm. And with the voice, it did not sound like a little girl at all. It sounded like a grown-ass man. They said that the false, she used false vocal cords above the larynx to speak. And that's how she managed to make that voice. Wow. Impressive. Yeah, truly impressive. Honestly, very clever if she was faking it. Yes. But then I watched a video of, like, an interview between her, like, the family. Mm-hmm. Like, this happened in the 70s. The video was, like, in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Janet looks, like, fucking traumatized. Really? She was very convincing. She was, like, very, very soft-spoken, very, very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole time, she's just, like, she looks like she's on the verge of tears. And she doesn't look like one of those dramatic people. She just looks like she's, 
afraid. She looks what? afraid hmm. the whole time. And I don't know if maybe they've just convinced themselves that it really happened or if it really did happen and just the kids dealt with it in a really childish way where they're like, this is funny, we're getting attention for it, so yeah. let's, like, continue fucking around with it. Mess it with, with it more. Yeah. Like, have some things actually happen and then be like, we can get more yeah. press from this and create it more. Another thing is that the Bill voice claimed to have died in the house hmm. in a chair in the corner of one of their living rooms. Hmm. As it turns out, one of the previous owner's name was Bill, and he did die in one of the chairs in the corner of the room, and his son came and confirmed that that was his voice and how he sounded like. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So maybe that part wasn't yeah, and I saw in the the interview with Janet, she was like, people always ask me how it felt like to speak with Bill, yeah. and it never felt like I was speaking for him, it just felt like he was using me, hmm. and like, it wasn't like she was losing any memory, she was just sitting there, yeah. and she was very, like, conscious of everything, and the, the recordings of her as a child uh-huh. showed her... Even with, like, water in her mouth and everything, and still making that voice. Um, Weird. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's... Either way, it's a very interesting story. She's a very clever girl. She did fake it. But if Uh, not... If not, then it's very creepy. There haven't been any signs of, like, any sort of poltergeist activity Mm -hmm. or action before or since. Hmm. That that is kind of interesting. And it also people also say like, well, they're just disturbed children because like, their mom was an, a single mom and they're in like a very critical stage of their childhood, oh, and their dad had just left them or something. Well, everybody has messed up child. Yeah, okay. and then so it, with that it goes with they probably just wanted attention yes. or they're vulnerable to spirits coming into contact with them or both. Or both. And they could have increased the attention mm-hmm. that they got. I definitely... It's... It's... Ob- like, it's... Undoubtedly, they did um, fake some activity. I'm sure. But it's still a fun story. And I think everyone should watch the little interview that they did as mm-hmm. adults. Because it is very convincing. If you <laughs> just watch the interview with them as adults, you're like, these kids still went through something as children. If you just go through the stuff of them as children, you're like, these kids are full of shit. (laughs) That's really interesting. And that's the end for Poltergeist. Very cool. Good job. Yay. Yay. Alright, let's go on to the Candyman. (laughs) The Candyman. Dean Coral. So, uh, Dean Coral was born in Indiana on Christmas Eve in 1939. Is it Capricorn? Is he Capricorn? Yeah. Ah. I don't like Capricorns. Okay. Well, you should not like it. <laughs> oh, I don't. Um, his parents divorced when he was very young, then they remarried, and then divorced again. He had rheumatic fever, some type of fever. Rheumatic? Rheum- I don't know how to say it. Maybe it's a silent R. Rheumatic fever? That sounds more like a something I've heard. Okay. He had rheumatic fever, um, and it left him with a heart condition. Um, his mother remarried, and they moved to Texas. Mm. They ran a business making candy, and Dean would give samples to try and make friends. 
So he would sneak in and get some samples of candy mm-hmm. and be like, hey, you want some candy? Like, be my friend. Cause How old is he when he's doing this? Um, not entirely sure. Because nine years old makes sense. No, I think he's like around teenage or something. It's starting to get a little closer there. Yeah. Um, in 1964, he's drafted into the military even though he has his heart condition. Um, and this is the first signs of his homosexuality. Mm. Which is really interesting. Um, while turning... Ooh. Oh, there's a thunder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. <laughs> I think God doesn't like gay people. Okay. <laughs> well, strike me down. You started talking about it. I know. <laughs> um, what? In 1969, he turned 30, and people around him said his personality shifted to more hypersensitive and a glum look on life. Um, during this time, he started spending... Um, a lot of his time with David Owen Brooks and Elmer Wayne Henley. How old are they compared to him? Brooks was 18. Elmer Wayne Henley was 17. So this is when he's around 30. Mm. It's not good. It's not good. No. It could be worse. Yes. He convinces teenagers to go with him um, for the promise of drugs, um, for hosting glue and paint sniffing parties, and passing out candy. Okay, so candy and adult candy. Candy and adult candy, yes. Um, 1970, Brooks entered the apartment. Dean was nude with two naked boys strapped to a homemade torture rack. Coral mm. released the boys and offered Brooks a car for silence. Um, once his passion turned to bloodlust, he used Brooks and Henley to pick up boys for $200 per head. Where's he getting all this money from? His family business? I guess so. I have no idea. Jesus. It doesn't really say. Um, so from 1970 to 1973, these are the victims. 1970, September, Jeffrey Conan, he was 18 and he was strangled. He was also picked up while hitchhiking. And he's the first victim, confirmed victim. Mm-hmm. Dean Coral. December is James Glass and Danny Yates. Both were raped and strangled. 1971, January, Donald Waldrop, who is 15, and Jerry Waldrop. I think they were brothers. Oh, that sucked up. 14. I didn't put his last name, so I'm guessing they were brothers. They were both raped, tortured, and strangled. March was Randall Harvey, who is 15. He was raped and then shot in the head. And his body wasn't um, recognized until 2008. In May, David Hillegeist was 13. And Gregory Winkle, 16, were raped and strangled. August, Reuben Watson Haney, 17, raped and strangled. 1972. February was William Branch Jr., who was 17. He was emasculated and strangled. Mm-hmm. His body wasn't... Um, Recognized until 1985. Not recognized. That's a word. Identified. Identified. There we go. March was Frank Acquired, who was 18. He was Henley's friend. And he was strangled. Isn't that Agita? Agita? Maybe. Okay, continue. I don't know. 
April was Mark Scott, who was 17. He was strangled. His body was not recovered. Johnny Delmo Delome was 16. And Billy Bach Jr., 17, raped and strangled. Johnny was also shot in the head. Stephen Sickman was 17. He was bludgeoned, then strangled. His body was identified in 2011. Roy Button, who was 19, shot twice in the head. He was identified in 2011. October 1972 was Wally Simino, who was 14, and Richard Hembry, who was 13. They were raped and strangled. November was Richard Keffer, who was 19, who was raped and strangled. His body wasn't identified until 1983. 1973. This was last year. February was Joseph Lyles, who was 17, strangled. June was Will William Ray Lawrence, who was 15, who was kept alive for three days, raped, and then strangled. Raymond Blackburn, who was 20, strangled. July was Homer Garcia, who was 15, shot in head and chest. John Sellers was 17, shot four times in chest. Michael Balch, who was 15, who was raped and strangled, and he is the brother of Billy Balch, who died in 1972. And then we have Marty, John Marty Jones, who was 18, and Charles Carey Gable, Gobble, 17, who were shot. In August was James Staten Dremula, who was 13, and he was raped and strangled. Your last victim? He is the last no. victim, known victim. After this, in August 7th of 1973... Elmer Wayne Henley, who was one of uh, Dean's henchmen, or, you know, mm. something you'd say. Um, he brought in a um, boy and a girl. I don't have their names. But he brought in a boy and a girl um, into Dean for a party, sleeping mm. party. Um, Dean was upset that there was a girl. Of course he was. Yes. So mm -hmm. he tied all of them up, all three, including Henley, mm -hmm. up on his torture rack. He wanted to, you know, yeah. do things to all of them. Henley convinced him to let him go and that he would rape and strangle the female victim mm -hmm. if he would let him go. Coral agreed. Henley was able to grab a gun and shoot Dean six times and release the victims. After he shot them six times, he called police and turned them in. Himself in. Yeah. I have read... So, I don't remember where I read this in, or, like, where I saw this in, but I've heard that Henley was actually going to go through with it, but because he were, they're his friends, they're, like, yelling at him, being like, mm -hmm. you can't do this, you can't... You're not going to really do this, are yeah. you? We're your friends. Yeah. And that's when he turned the gun. Yeah. And then he also... Coral was like, you can't do it, you can't shoot me, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Henley did. And he's he was he's in the new season of Mindhunter. He's one of the uh, killers that they interview. And it's interesting, he says, um, the question is like, what are suggested, whatever, to kill or something. Mm -hmm. He goes, just make sure you shoot them until they're on the floor. Just keep shooting until they're on the floor. So that's why he shot him six times, um, and the girl was the one who convinced him to call 911 mm -hmm. and turn himself in. Mm -hmm. And he saw Dean Coral as, like, a 
father figure because his father wasn't around. Yeah. And didn't approve of him. Um, of course, Dean knew who to, yes. who to target. Yeah. And Brooks was also... They all confessed. Both of them confessed. 100%. Henley was, of course, charged more. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooks said that Henley enjoyed watching it and was sadistic about it as well. Um, but that's Dean Coyle, the Candyman. Shot dead August 7th, 1973, killing, ending his killing spree. Mm-hmm. So, so, Hidley and Brooks, what were their sentences? What, were they sentenced just to life in prison or possibility of parole? Um, I don't remember. Because I'm sure if Dean Coral was actually, like, caught and arrested, he, considering it was Texas, mm-hmm. death. Yeah. Um, Henley, I know, was in there for longer. Um, let me just double check. Elmer Wayne Henley. You gotta include that middle name, otherwise you get confused. Well, his name was Elmer... Uh, his dad's name was Elmer Wayne Jr., of course. So he's serving six consecutive terms of 99 years for his involvement. 99 years? Six consecutive terms of 99 Each. years. Yeah. Oof. Um, and then David Owen Brooks. Um, Senses conviction. Brooks has been repeatedly denied parole. Criminal penalty nine nine years. Mm. So, but denied parole. Good. Yeah. Both of them. I was just listening to my favorite murder. I've been yes. listening to it for the past um, three days, like nonstop. Like I mean, it's every time I turn on Spotify, that's what I'm listening to. Oh. By the way, the investigators, um, David Brooks and Elmer Henley, they told them where to find the bodies, and there were 17 victims buried in a boat storage shed, six in the Boulevard Peninsula, and four in a woodland area at Lake Sam Rayburn. So they led them to the bodies as well. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. What about the one that wasn't recovered? They say he was part of it. And his his body couldn't okay couldn't be found. Interesting. I think it's oh God. I hate it the most when they have they pick up siblings. Like come on. Yep, siblings, um, friends. You know, well, friends siblings of, worse so, because yeah. the parents have to deal with knowing that not only did they lose one son to one man, but they mm-hmm. lost two sons to the same man. Like yeah, that's crazy. That's uh, yeah, and. Mike Falk was uh, a nine-year-old neighbor who died, you know. He was across from Dean Coral. Nine years old. He was the, the youngest. youngest one, yeah. God. I mean, all of them were children, but, like, mm-hmm. that was a baby. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. That was bad. That's, that's, why you don't, that's why you don't take candy from people. Don't and if take they, candy. If they offer you candy, guess Same. what? It's because they're into something weird. They want something from you. Yeah. This is something my mom taught me at a very young age. If someone offers you anything, it's because they want something from you. Yes, that's very true. Kindness is fake and it's a lie. Don't trust anyone. <laughs> Do not trust anyone, no. 
Especially not someone who's literally offering you candy. No. I do not. I agree with that. Oh, but I was mentioning, there yes. is, uh, they were mentioning a nurse mm-hmm. who, uh, one of the angel, angels of death mm-hmm. nurses, who killed a bunch of babies. A bunch of babies. Like, an yeah. entire, like, two, two classrooms full of babies. Oh, my like, 64 babies. Yeah. And so, um, they, they did not sentence her to, or they did not charge her for, like, two other murders because they're like, oh, she won't get out of prison because she's been sentenced to, like, 99 years to life. Yeah. Wow. And then last year, she was, like, they announced, like, oh, next year in 2018, she's going to be off of parole. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another, <laughs> another county was, like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. And so they went up to one of the victims' moms. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, do you happen to have any of his, like, medical records? And she was, like, yes, that's the only thing I have left of him. Mm-hmm. Because he was in the hospital because his house burned down. Oh. So all of the things that she had to remember him by burned down in the fire. He was in the hospital. He was fine, but they wanted to make sure he was fine. Uh-huh. And that's when he was killed by this woman. Oh. And all she had to remember him by was his medical records. Wow. Which ended up being used to charge her with another murder, which is going to keep her in prison until that's she good. dies. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. It's good to keep these people away. Yeah. So 99 years to life is... It's... Not real. They're Mm-mm. they're gonna be off of parole in like maybe twenty five. Yeah, that's very true. Luckily, Brooks has been denied his parole. Yeah, that's why and he's denied. definitely not going out because it's six. Yeah, it's consecutive six. terms of ninety. <laughs> yeah, so if you minimum uh, sentencing would be like twenty five years, that mm-hmm. would still be a hundred years. Yeah, at least if not, I don't know how to do math. Twenty five years times six, hundred and fifty. Right? I don't know, Matt. I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna, I'm like confident it is. Okay. I am correct. Alright. I believe you, because I don't know, Matt. Okay. Well, that, that was the candy man. Yep. Remember, take candy from, from anyone. From anyone, but especially grown men. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. If it's Halloween, maybe. That's still risky. It's still risky because they might have poisoned it. Mm-hmm. They might have poisoned it in an attempt to try and poison their two children to get their life insurance, and then they just want to get another kid to be poisoned so that they don't get looked at suspiciously. Yeah. But you might be that kid, though. Yeah, you might be that fucking kid. That one kid. That one kid that just happened to be caught in a life insurance scam. Yeah. And you don't want to be that one kid that's caught in a <sighs> yeah, life insurance Yeah, because then, guess what? You, <laughs> you might not have life insurance, and your parents might be screwed over. Yeah. And you leave that all to them. I mean, you'll be dead, so it won't be that big of a deal. No. But it's still going to suck. <laughs> it's going to suck. I, I, if I die, if, um, <laughs> if I one die? day I die, um, I want it to be by my own hand. I don't want someone else to kill me, you know? Yeah. I'm going to, like, that's how ghosts are created. I am full of rage and I'm ready to haunt. I'm ready to haunt too. Let's yeah. uh, create a pact. Okay. If we do not die, <laughs> die by, by our, our own hand or natural causes. Like I'm talking boulder falling on top of me, natural causes. Oh yeah. Because I don't, I don't see myself making it to, to like a hundred in a hospice. You know. No, I wouldn't no. want to. No, that seems. If so I start annoying. losing my brain, I'm gonna 
blow it out. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> this has been Haunting Crimes. Yes. Um, we're going to record another episode now. So, so we can have another one ready for you. Just for you, Andrew. Only you, Andrew. Only you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>